This is Family Court Vision. The podcast where a a chap and his mom discuss all things basketball. (laughs) On today's episode, we have our NCAA bracket. Is it boom or busted? The movie, The Way Back, or is it The Way Way Back? We'll discuss. And then our Eric Collins game. Is Jack Collins collect or just Collins it in? Uh, a much older audience we're aiming for in this one. <laughs> Thanks for being here. It's going to be a fun show. Let's boogie. Welcome to episode 14 of Family Court Vision. It is 7 o'clock on Wednesday, March 24th. I feel like March went very fast. Yeah. Well, it is March Madness. It is March Madness. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do, do you feel you know, the same I, or no? I, you know, at my age, it all goes fast. Well, I'm, I'm getting up there, so. That's true. That's true. Uh, you know what today is? Today is March 24th, of course. Right. There are a couple of things. First of all, I think, and Dad will correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this was the day that Dad and I got engaged. I think. Clearly very important day to you. (laughs) Very important. Yes. Um, But that's not why I was bringing it up. I was bringing it up because today is Women's Pay Equity Day. Oh, yes. Uh Uh-huh. Do you know what that is? The the day in the year that it it takes a woman to make the same amount as a man in the previous year. So like the overlap, right? That's right. So it's taken like 15 months. From January 1st, 2020 to today, it's taken the same amount of time to make that money for a woman as it was for man, January 1st to December 31st, 2020. That's right. And and I believe that stat is, I don't know if it's average of all women or if that specifically is the stat of white women, but I know mm-hmm. women of color, it takes them even longer um, than white women for the pay disparity. Um, so, you know, but but today is the day, Women's Pay Equity Day. Yeah, uh, close to April, that that feels like, um, I mean, obviously, it should be n- not into the year at all. Yeah. But almost into April, that is um, just egregious. That's right. Oh, great word. Very nice. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I've been studying up. Yeah. I like that. Doing some vocab work. Anything new with you this week, personally? You know, not, not a darn thing. Not a darn thing. How about thing. you? Two exciting things for me. Oh, exciting? What? Uh, one is I got my first dose of the vaccine this weekend. Woo-hoo. Not this weekend. When was it? Yeah. Yeah. Monday? Monday. Monday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's After exciting. After work on Monday? Mm-hmm. After work on Monday. Yeah. And then uh, the second thing is we just got a new hamster. Oh, little Cece. Little Cece. She is very sweet. She's a little baby uh, dwarf hamster. Mm-hmm. Um. And she has a she has a sweet setup. I'm not sure if Lauren sent you a picture of the whole cage, oh, no, but no. Um, so so just to acknowledge, Polka. Yeah, Polka was our um, our previous hamster. Lauren, the uh, Polka was was more of Lauren's hamster, and she got him um, our junior year of college. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, our junior two, year of college. Two years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was a, he was a sweet little guy, and he lived for over two years, and just passed away a couple of weeks ago. Um, but now we have uh, now we have little Cece, and she's now it's a fifty fifty split. So she's she's oh she's, she belongs I, to you too. I have half custody here, so oh. it's a big deal. So you have to you have to like you know take care of her. Yeah, yeah. She uh, I mean Lauren knows more about this, so she's teaching me about how often supposed to feed and clean and all that stuff but she's so um, cute you'll have to ask cc if it's okay if we post her picture on our instagram yes i will i will let her know she has a she has a pretty strict schedule it's usually around this time at night that she comes out and then she's out so um is she going to be running on the wheel um while we're talking here she is but the the wheel is pretty quiet it's not it's not that bad um but just real quick on the i had an idea on the vaccine thing I think so. So the All Star Game for many, many years has been East versus West, 
And then about five years ago, they switched it to have the the top vote getters in the East and West get to do a draft of the rest of the players. Oh, uh-huh. um, and that's what forms the teams. So the past couple of years, it's been Team, Le- team LeBron versus whoever the other side can throw up because he, um, LeBron is awesome, but um, it's fine. Um, but I think that this coming season, they should do players who got the Moderna versus players who got the Pfizer vaccine. Oh. Now, I know that's that's probably not going to be released publicly, any of their medical information, <laughs> but I think I think that would be fun. That would be great. Yeah. And and you which do you mind saying which one you got? I got the Moderna Moderna game. Oh, me too. Me too. So, mm-hmm. OK, so we can be on the same all star team, you and I. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I will let you know that I will quickly abandon you if LeBron got Pfizer. So, um, wow. yes, wow. that's just, that's just how it has to go. What, um, are you going to falsify your vaccine card and go to I might, Pfizer? yeah, I might have to, I might have to cross it out and fix it. Wow. So I'm sorry, but LeBron is more important than my mother. Oh. Um, Ow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. So um, remember to uh, email us at familycourtvision at gmail.com. Interact with all our social media at, at famcourtvision, Twitter and Instagram. We have the website coming soon. So keep an eye on that. And we're going to get into our first segment of the day, which is basketball news of the week. Um, so, I mean, this podcast is is uh, is covering the two professional leagues, the NBA and WNBA. Yes. Um, yes. But but it is March Madness, as you said in the intro. Um, so of course we have to talk about it. Um, first thing I want to do a quick check-in on your picks. Uh, Looking good in one and not so good in the other. (laughs) Ouch. In the, in the men's, I picked, um, Ohio state to win it all. Yeah. And since they lost in the first round, that is not going to happen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So for the sweet 16, I currently have six of my picks are still in. That's pretty good. There was a lot. There were a lot of upsets in the first round and second round. So Mm -hmm. a lot of people just their brackets were destroyed. So six is six is pretty good. Yeah. And in the women's, they're actually not quite finished with today. They're finishing to finalize their sweet 16. But so far right now. I have nine, one, two, three, four, five, six. I have eight still in. And there are still three games to go, I think, maybe even uh-huh. more than three games um, to go to several more games to go. But I, I currently have eight. So that's a little better. And one of those eight yeah. is UConn, which was your UConn. which was your right. champ pick. Yeah. That's so that's right. good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We also do, of course, have to mention Syracuse, our, our producers, favorite team of all time. Go They're, Orange. Go Orange. They've they've pulled up off some upset wins and it's very exciting. Um uh not not in the women's though. UConn just beat them. Yeah, well they, they that's a bad matchup. UConn is is pretty UConn, awesome. Uh, Syracuse has a freshman from Brazil. Syracuse women's has uh-huh. a freshman from Brazil who is six foot seven. That's really tall. Yeah. And I and her hair is very long. It her hair itself might be longer than I am tall. <laughs> it is possible. Maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some um, frustrating and upsetting things from the two tournaments uh, that came news that came out this week. Mm. Um, the big story was about the weight rooms, um, and I believe well, I think it was an Oregon player uh, for the women's team mm-hmm. that. Um, sort of took a video of the women's weight room, which was kind of just one rack of weights and like a yoga mat. And then in and relation- I, I think, I think the top weight was 20 pounds on that rack. Uh-huh. And then there was, that was juxtaposed with a video of the, the men's weight room, which was like a full giant gym, state of the art weights everywhere, you know, all the equipment that you could ever need. Um, someone, the women's room also had a couple of yoga mats, but someone did point out that there were not even enough yoga mats that one entire team could do yoga at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was pretty ridiculous. And then the thing that made it worse was then the NCAA said, oh, we didn't have enough space. Mm. That was their excuse. Mm -hmm. And then 
um, I'm not sure if it was that same Oregon player or somebody else, mm -hmm. then took a video of an a giant open room that didn't seem to be being used for anything. Well, that's um, where the weights were. Right, like but it was big, like behind was a like curtain. A Yes, it, you know, like those giant conference rooms or giant gyms that they can separate off with curtains and things. So, you know, almost all of it was not being used for anything. So, right. Yeah. So that was that was immediately we saw that that was BS. Um, and then there's been other things about the differences in food and some other things. So, mm -hmm. um, not the first time that these inequities have happened, right. and unfortunately, probably not the last time. But just just shows you the 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 ridiculousness and the challenges that women athletes have to face constantly and and so, a lot of the haters are saying well men bring in more money but this is run by the ncaa it's not run by any one of the teams the ncaa is a nonprofit organization and it's there to promote college sports so that should not have a bearing on it mm-hmm yeah. So an interesting thing. So I, you introduced me to what's it called? Take line. Take line. Yep. Take line is a new podcast. Um, and Renee Montgomery is one of the hosts on that podcast. And I was listening to it yesterday and something interesting that she said, and I haven't really done the math. I did look at the top 10 men's and top 10 women's college basketball players as ranked by someone, I don't, I don't know who ranked them, ESPN or so, I don't know. But, you know, when I Googled it, these were the, the top articles that came up. So what Renee Montgomery says is that something interesting happens in these tournaments. And what happens is that in the men's tournaments, there are a lot more upsets than in the women's tournament. And she says that the reason for that is that there are oftentimes when a when like a rock star high school basketball man chooses his college, of course, many of them will choose the, the best basketball program colleges, but there are a number of them who will choose colleges that are lower on the list of, uh, you know, basketball powerhouse colleges because partially they think that maybe they can bring glory to that team and then they'll be noticed even more for the draft and, you know, They'll get their own glory, but also it will, it will increase them in people's knowledge of them. You know, player XYZ has brought glory to whatever team this is, mm -hmm. where the women typically pick the top basketball colleges for women mm -hmm. because there's not that um, publicity for women's college basketball as there is for men. So the, the best women are on the best women's teams where the best men might be spread around. And it actually does play out a little. So in this, in these top 10 lists, um, the, for the women out of their top 10, eight of them are still in the NCAA tournament. Mm -hmm. And for the top 10 men, only three of them are still in. And That's interesting. Three of, and three of them, their teams didn't even make the, the finals, whatever the first round is called. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Three of the three of the players, their teams did not even they were out before we, they even got to. Where are they? Indiana, the men? Every Yeah, everybody's in Indiana. OK. Uh, aren't the women in. San Antonio. Oh, I, I thought everybody was in Indiana, but I don't know. Mm -mm. I think the women are in San Antonio. OK. Anyway, anyway. So yeah, only three of the men on the top 10 men list are still in the tournament. And one of them is from Baylor, number one team, but the other two are from number five teams. Uh-huh. That's so interesting. interesting. I, I, yeah, I wouldn't have yeah. thought of the, the distribution like that, but yeah. um, but that's a that's a very smart point. So yeah. Um, yeah, all right. So um then some getting into the leagues now, so the NBA. Um, so, uh, some good COVID news, uh, now four different teams, Pelicans, Hawks, Trailblazers, and Lakers have reported that they have at least started vaccinations among their staff, coaches, and players. We don't know, you know, how many or who, but, um, that's, that's a good thing that, that, um, you know, four, and I'm sure that'll 
only grow uh, exponentially. So that's good. Um, was there any any COVID news or injury news that you wanted to? I mean, we'll we'll talk injuries specifically in a second, but right. I mean, um, you know, the the little handful of big name injuries, I think, just throw a yeah. cloud over how whoever else was injured. Yeah, it's it's very upsetting what has transpired over the last two weeks or so. I mean, we talked about Joel Embiid last time. Mm-hmm. Steph Curry injured his tailbone. He's going to be out for at least another week. Could be longer than that. Um, LeBron James has a high ankle sprain. He's going to be out for, they say, indefinitely. It's going to be at least four weeks. Could be more than that. How, um, how, are, you doing? how are you doing, Jack? It. I will be honest with you. It broke my heart a little bit, and it also made me extremely nervous. Because, number one, I thought he really had a good shot at winning the MVP this year. Mm-hmm. And that, it like, if he could win MVP and then, you know, cross my fingers, win the finals, finals MVP, I feel like all of that combined, like, then it's just then it's just kind of over the, the GOAT debate. Even though he's at five and Michael's at six, like if you just compile everything that LeBron has done in his career, including this MVP, finals MVP season in his 18th year, like then it's just over. And that's not going to happen. He's he's definitely out of the running now. Um, so that broke my heart. And then it also made me nervous because the Lakers are also continuing to miss AD. So they, I mean, right now, I think they're third or fourth in the West. They could they could fall. They've lost their, their next two games since LeBron has been out. And they're um, third or fourth when they had LeBron. When they had LeBron, that I mean, I would chuck that up mostly to not having AD for for much of the yeah. season so far. But now with neither of them, they've lost their next two games. I would assume it's not going to get much prettier from here. I, I still think that they've built up enough of a lead where they can still make the playoffs. But like, if they go into the playoffs as the eighth seed, they're going to have a really tough time mm-hmm. getting back to the finals. So. It's yeah. it's making me very very nervous. Well, what do you what do you think about um, Harden for MVP? I think it's I think it's probably his award to lose right now, because mm-hmm. um, the Nets will be the one or two seed in the in the East, and now that Joel and, and LeBron are out, he's I mean he's put up ridiculous numbers. The Nets have been yeah. great, so mm-hmm. you know uh, some people have also mentioned uh, Nikola Jokic uh, for the Nuggets. I think their record is going to have to improve a little bit more for that to happen. But he is also putting up ridiculous numbers. But uh, right now, I think I think Harden's the uh, the favorite. Okay. Um, and then uh, more unfortunate injury news that could affect awards is Lamella Ball, the rookie for the Hornets, uh, just injured his wrist, and he just had surgery on it. At first, they were like, "He's definitely out for the season." Then he had quick surgery, and they were like, "We're going to reevaluate in four weeks." So we'll maybe maybe he could make a return to the playoffs if they make it. Um, we'll see, but that probably takes him out of Rookie of the Year consideration, which he was mm-hmm. uh, the clear favorite for. So it just all this not stuff. My, that, not my clear favorite, but yeah. Yes, I uh, yes, I know. Um, Listen, speaking of surgery, I know I'm interrupting, but I think that I heard when the uh, men's basketball, college basketball, was on the other night that someone, and I don't know who, one of the players recently had gallbladder surgery recently and is playing in this tournament and you know your dad had gallbladder surgery and i don't see him playing basketball right now so right i mean we before that he definitely could have been but absolutely oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yes but yeah. a five seven fifty five year old man but yeah right right not bouncing back like that college student yeah mm-hmm. that's that's pretty impressive but but the yeah. the nba news is Unfortunately, obviously, you want the stars on the floor, but like you don't want an award to end up where like somebody got it by disqualification. You know, like that's yeah. that's an unfortunate thing. So, um, all right. Then we had um, Chris Paul just uh, surpassed more than ten thousand assists in his career. That's a lot. That that's a lot. a lot. It's an incredible accomplishment. He's only the sixth player to do that. That that, that means he's the sixth sixth highest assist man in the history of the NBA. Um, he also made a statement today about women's pay equality day and said that he, as a man thinks that men also have to work for women's equality and pay. So he's committing himself to working for that. That's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just, a, I mean, a great career. Hopefully it continues on for at least a few more years, but, um, Mm -hmm. congratulations to him and, you know, thank you to, for 
standing up for, um, yeah. Um, and then some sad news, um, all time great Elgin Baylor passed away on Tuesday. Um, he was, he played 14 seasons in the NBA, all for the Lakers, both in Minneapolis. And then when they moved to LA, um, he was an 11 time all-star widely considered, you know, one of the 50 greatest players to ever play the game. Rookie of the year, went to the finals eight times. Um, he was a coach. A coach. He was a GM. GM. Um, just a just a very important person in the league, especially in the early years of the league, um, and uh, a profound loss for the Lakers and for for the league as a whole. Um, and to hear and that, speaking so. of, I I think this is pay equity, but I at one point I think that there was at an All Star game that he was to appear in. Um, I think it was an all-star game. He refused to go on the court until some of the pay demands were made and it was not received well by the NBA, um, mm-hmm. but it did get them, get the players, the uh, publicity they needed to get the job done. So he was also a, a strong activist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So obviously our thoughts are with his family and um, just a, 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 a sad news for that to, to come out. Um and then uh, the trade deadline is tomorrow. Uh, there haven't been any major trades since the last time we talked. There have been many, many rumors. There's a lot of rumors surrounding Kyle Lowry and Victor Oladipo, um, but I don't think anything has been announced yet. Let me just check my phone real quick to make sure. Um, yeah, there might be breaking news. Yeah, but I don't. Yeah, I don't see anything. Um, and. I did see right before we started that Victor Oladipo is sitting out tonight for personal reasons. So my guess is that means he was told like, Hey, you're, you're probably on the move, you know, maybe go get your things back. Yeah. Um, so, so there's that obviously if, if anything comes up, we'll, we'll let you know, but, uh, otherwise next time we'll talk more trades. Hopefully there are some trades. That's always fun. Um, and then really cool tonight, um, is going to be the first NBA broadcast with an all-woman broadcasting team. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be the Nuggets versus the Raptors tonight. Yeah. Um, Kia Nurse, who is yes. um, one of your old favorite players still, maybe. Right. I don't know. Right. Well, um, but she was just good. traded to Phoenix. Yeah, she, that's right. That's right. I watched her all season last year in the Wubble, um, and she's great. And, and, and she's Canadian. Yes. So this is the this is the Raptors broadcast team. Yes, so and the, she's going to the Toronto team. So these are these are Canadian um, sportscasters. Yeah, so she's going to be the color commentator. Um, Megan McPeak is going to do play by play. Yep. Uh, Kayla Gray will be on the sideline reporting, and then Kate Bearness and Amy Audebert will be doing the in studio pregame That's halftime right. that that show. Um, That's right. So super exciting. I think that's a great thing. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and really cool that they have that they have a uh like a current WNBA player doing color commentary for a game. Like I think that's that's super cool. That's not something that we see very often. I wrote down analysis for what she's doing. Is that the same thing as color commentary? Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. WNBA news, the draft is April 15th at 7 p.m. on ESPN. It sure is. It's exciting. Not very much news about that, but that's, you know, we'll be on the lookout for that. And I'm sure as we get closer, we'll talk more. Uh, Charlie Collier of the of Texas is expected to go number one to Dallas, right? Dallas has the first pick now after all the trades uh, with the Liberty. No, I don't even know at this point. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, I think it's the Dallas Wings. Um, yep. So she played in, te- she played college in Texas and ex- is expected to, to play. Uh, in the league in Dallas. So she's good. She's good. She's very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, then we also had the, um, the NAACP gives out um, an award called the Jackie Robinson award. Um, and this award is for an athlete or a group of athletes who are, you know, great at what they do, but more importantly are great advocates for social justice and do um, great work off the court, off the field um, to promote those things. Um and so this year, uh, there will be two recipients. One of them is Steph Curry, um, mostly for his initiative Eat, Learn, Play, which is uh, serving underprivileged kids by providing them resources and opportunity. 
And then uh, the second recipient is the WNBPA, the Players Association. That's right. For the WNBA. Um, pretty know, much, they, yeah. You, that, that award was given out for 11 years and then it stopped. Then they stopped giving it out for uh, 15 years or something. And then they just revived it in 2017 for LeBron. Yeah. But I haven't seen anyone winning it between LeBron and now. So they may have stopped it again. You know, maybe they only give it when they feel like it's important to give it. Yeah. And and um, as we've talked about many times, the WNBA as a whole is certainly, um, you know, certainly qualified for this award um, mm-hmm. the, from all 25 years of their existence, just constant work on every social just, justice issue you could think of specifically racial equality and voting rights and LGBTQ plus rights and mm-hmm. um, voting reform and, and all that stuff. So that certainly, certainly um, qualified for this. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing is that, um, uh, so TNT has their, their Tuesday show, their pregame show and halftime show for the NBA games. Um, they NBA have, on TNT. yeah, they have um, Shaq and they have Candace Parker and they have Dwayne Wade, which are the three, um, and forgive me, I cannot remember the like the anchor's name right now, but um, Shaq and Candace Parker have gotten into a few tense exchanges over the past mm-hmm. week or so. Um, the first one was Shaq um, suggesting that the WNBA to improve ratings or whatever should lower the rim so that the more players would be able to dunk. And Candace Parker outright said, no, definitely not. That right. should and not happen. Right, We're not going to do, do that. I, I think that he was trying to be helpful. I think he was trying yes. to say it in a positive way. It's. I agree that no, but yeah, you know, I don't think yes. he was saying it in a malicious way. He was saying it in a helpful way. Like women are not as tall as men. Dunking is not something that you're doing with the baskets at this height. It'll be exciting if you dunk. He likes dunkers, so he, you know, he was offering a suggestion, which you know sometimes is a is a uh, you know, male deafness kind of thing. Um, you know, it intent is less important than impact. So my main problem is actually the second, the second exchange that they had, which is, um, the anchor referred to Candace Parker as being the reigning defensive player of the year. And he said, you're, you're defensive player of the year. And she said something funny, like take the surprise out of your voice. But like, my main problem with Shaq and also with Chuck, who's on their their like um, main TNT show that they do for for the the biggest games, not just on Tuesdays, um, is that neither of them seem to do their research. That's my problem with it. And like Shaq, like this is a conversation that has happened many times over the years about lowering the rim, and this is something that the players and the league of the WNBA have said repeatedly: we're not doing this. This is not the way that we think we should go. Every level of basketball is played with a ten foot rim. We're not. We're not going to change that. Mm-hmm. And and then again, like you're on a show with somebody, you should maybe know a little bit about them, especially yeah. if they just recently won an award. So that's that's my problem. I I that show with with um, Shaq and Chuck and Kenny is very very entertaining, and it's I think it's a great beginning, you know, pregame and, and halftime show. But Chuck and Shaq really don't like you can tell that they're they're not actually paying attention to what's going on mm-hmm. and that's very very frustrating for me and they often make these you know maybe well-intentioned but like not helpful and showing that they don't pay attention comments so it's very frustrating to me um anything else any news none that i know of okay uh we're gonna get into our next segment which is our movie review of the way back so okay so my first thing was wasn't there another movie called the way back just a couple of years ago yeah i think was this like a steve carell thing am i I or is that yeah it was like a family I, i have no idea but I, I feel, I think Brielle saw it. I think it was at Cinema Arts Center, like the artsy theater that's that's yeah. here in, in town. Maybe um, that was the way, way back or something like that. Oh, so this is not quite as far back as that yeah, one? This is, this is, yeah, this is closer to the front. That's okay, what they should have so. called this one. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. 
Uh, so the way back. Um, what do you want to say, Jack? This character's name was Jack. Jack, yeah. They sometimes that feel, called him How does Jackie. that feel to you when you when you see something and someone's just called Jack? Like, yeah, Jack is often used as like the everyman character um, in shows and plays and everything. Um, it's just, I don't know. It's like a, it's it's sort of removed from me. Like I, I'm not like every time they say Jack, I'm like I'm, I'm not thinking like oh that's my name. It's just like oh that's Jack. Like that's mm. like I think of like Jack Kennedy. Like that's like that's Jack. You know like I'm. <laughs> It's different. That's like a different name to me. <laughs> so your name, Jack, is different than someone else's name, Jack. My Like, I feel like my name, Jack, is like modern Jack. <laughs> we're like, <laughs> we're like Jack Kennedy or like Newsies Jack. That's like, hey, Jack. Hey. Like, you know, they're different. They're different names. All right. Um, I did. I really did not like the first half of this movie i will say mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there was I'll a lot with you i will say there was a lot of bad writing in my opinion oh bad um a lot of show not no no a lot of tell not show mm-hmm. i i get the whole thing that he was an alcoholic and that's sort of the main thing of the whole story like that's mm-hmm. sort of the main plot point mm-hmm. but like you in in two quick cuts we could we would be able to understand that the yeah. first time we see is he gets off work and he reaches into his it, the middle so compartment right, right. um and grabs a beer and then and then i think he goes to the bar and he's drinking and has to be carried home or whatever like right then yeah. we get it okay i got i get what this whole thing is and then yeah. every scene after that we have to see him constantly drinking beer and stumbling over himself and drinking beer in the shower and drinking beer while he's um uh, driving and at the bar and in his and office. At work. Yes. So just constantly. Um, and that 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 uh, that character Doc. How many times did that man have to carry him home? Wow. Yeah. I also wrote down the he left a voicemail for his ex wife and um, like the first voicemail he's leaving, he's like, blah 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 blah. You know when we were married. It's like right. you wouldn't say like you like real people don't say that. You're just writing uh-huh. that in so that we as the audience understand, which we will get when we meet her. Like we'll figure that out. You don't have to. Right. We're not that dumb. Well, um, this, this movie liked to surprise us. It liked to have little twists that you're like, oh, didn't realize this was part of the backstory. And I'm not saying that in a positive way, because I agree that the first half of the movie was trash. And, and it also, you know, if you see a play, a play is a lot of dialogue and a movie doesn't yeah. usually have as much dialogue and a, and a novel has a lot of internal dialogue and backstory and description. But this movie, the first part of it, yes, there was bad writing, but there wasn't a lot of writing. There was a lot mm-hmm. of looking at things. And I can't, I wrote down a couple of different instances where two people, first of all, were sitting uncomfortably close to each other, not just because we're in a pandemic, but like they were literally nearly face to face, just like at a, at a bar or restaurant that close. And then a dramatic pause where the camera pulls in close on one of them. The person does not say a word, but just stares. Yeah. And nothing changed. Like you don't see any facial change. It's just the shot remains the same the whole time. Right. Did it to him. Did it to his wife. There were, it was, it was, it was, I watched half of it on one day and the other half on the next day. And the first day afterwards, um, I saw, uh, Brielle and Sam and they were like, well, how's the movie? And I'm like, it is so awful. Mm -hmm. I, I, it's so awful. But then when I watched the second half of it, I didn't, I can't say I loved it, but it did redeem itself a lot, even though there were parts I didn't like of the second half, but I did feel the second half was much stronger than the first half. And the reason why is because not a single thing in the first half of the movie was motivated. We didn't, there was no reason for him to make any of the decisions that he did. He's this rough around the edges, doesn't like talking to people, doesn't like being around people, drunk. And the the father or whatever asks him to be the basketball coach, and he's immediately like, no. And then he goes home and he gets drunk, and he's continuing to be like, no, absolutely not. This is not something I have any interest in whatsoever. I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. And then the scene cuts, and he's at basketball practice the next day. What made him? What changed his mind? 
And then he's a bad basketball coach for a while because he's rough around the edges and doesn't like talking to people. And, and then all the and drunk. And then all of a sudden, he's a good basketball coach. What what changed? I didn't see any. Like he had a meeting with his with his wife in the middle, but like that didn't change anything. He continued to be an angry, rough around the edges drunk. So nothing. And then there's the reveal about their child, and right. the rest of the movie felt a little more motivated. Right. The, it felt like the decisions came from somewhere. I do want to give some props to Ben Affleck because I think he did a great job. I really enjoyed his acting in this. And I, I have often enjoyed his acting. Uh, but I think he did a really good job. But I, I was very distracted because Ben Affleck is someone who struggled with alcoholism throughout his life and had a father who was an alcoholic. And that really affected him. And it, I just kept thinking, you know, I'm not of the, um, you know, in the olden days, they would, they wouldn't want people to know actors' personal lives because that might interfere with your enjoyment of what they're doing. And I'm not, I don't feel that way about things, but this was very close to home for him. Mm -hmm. And and he played it very um, deep, like deep emotions in this part. And I, you know, I just wonder how someone who has struggled even recently with alcoholism feels about and he's a producer of the film so he it's not like he just happened to get this role or whatever you know he's a struggling actor and he took what he could get like this was this was a definite choice for him but like how is it therapeutic for him is he acting he i saw himself is he you know i it just really there were a lot of thoughts in my head i did see a quote from him that he was asked about it and afterward he he did say that it felt like a sort of therapy for him for himself Mm -hmm. I mean, I, who knows if that is, if those results actually show, but that is what he said. Uh-huh. And then his sister was so mean to him. You know, he's mm-hmm. messing his life up. He's definitely messing things up in his life between his marriage and, you know, he's clearly drinking and, you know, things are bad. We don't know about, you know, I'm sorry, spoiler alert, his, his young son, seven or eight years old, died of cancer. And that's what kind of set this whole path into motion. Um, we don't know that at the beginning, but his sister would know that. Right. And she's yeah. just so mean to him. And that's I, like, why isn't she supporting him and trying to help him get into therapy? But she just keeps saying mean things to him. And like, no wonder he can't cope with life. He doesn't have a support. Even his ex-wife, who seems to have come to better grips with the loss of their son, I don't know how anyone ever does that ever, but she seems to be a little more grounded about it, um, you know, still devastated, but not acting out like he is. She also isn't understanding about it. And I could, yeah. I could get that maybe, you know, people on different levels of grief have a hard time with each other, but still like everybody was mean to him. And that's, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's okay for things to, for you to not know where the motivation is coming from in the beginning part of a movie, because there has to be a twist later on and you have to figure it out. But you should see hints of the sister being like, I know, you know, whatever the line would be like, I know that that this is hard for you. And I know, like, I want to be here for you, but you have to take care of yourself or whatever. So that we get the hint that we're like, oh, there's something behind this. We're going to figure it out later. But it's like, no, it's just, this is just an angry drunk guy who has no support system around him. And that, you know. And what, and we, we don't, there's no reason for us to like him. No. I mean, it felt bad for him that he had no support system, but no reason for us to be rooting for him or to be wondering what's going to happen. Like. I think that we've, I think we've already answered the question of, was this a basketball movie? Because we have not talked about basketball at all yet. (laughs) So we have not. In my mind, clearly, it was not a basketball movie. It was not a basketball movie. Um, it was not there. You know, there was a line later that he he talks about the the Brandon, the student, says to him, "I know you got a full ride to college for basketball. Why didn't you take it?" So that's another piece of Jack's personality. And Jack says that his father never liked him, and then he became a good basketball player, and then his father liked him, so he knew his father didn't really like him just liked that his accomplishments in basketball. So, you know, kind of as a screw you, 
he decided not to go to college for basketball. So that's another hint to his personality. Like he has screwed up a lot at the beginning of the movie in his life. That that is this is a pattern that we're seeing that he's even hinting that he was like that when he was 18 years old. So, you know, there's a big history here. We could have, like you said, gotten a hint about it at some point. Yeah. Um, in terms of the actual basketball, didn't didn't love it. Um, it. A lot of it felt like the writers didn't know much about basketball. There was a lot of just him yelling like, rebound! It's like, <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, some coaches definitely do yell that, but like, I I don't know. Maybe we can do a little more here. Um, and, um, yeah, but, uh, you know, we talked, we've talked many times about the criteria for basketball movie. This could have been football. This could have been baseball, mm-hmm. any f- I- feeder, if you wanted to just him leading <laughs> a group of kids in some way. Interesting. Um, you know, he, the kid, Brandon is a star on his team. He helps nurture that and get, get him out of his shell. But Brandon's dad never comes to see him play. So he goes to visit da- Brandon's dad at work to say, hey, come see your kid play. He's really awesome. He's getting um, offers for college. And the dad reveals that he also had offers for college. And he says, um, you know, I don't want him to use basketball like that. Or I don't want that to happen with basketball. Where many, many other movies we've watched, we've seen that basketball has been used as a means to an end to get into college Mm -hmm. so they can have a job, whatever. And this dad seems to want to prevent his child from having that means because they're they're not a a rich family. So I don't know how else he's going to pay for college. Right. So that was just kind of a weird thing, knowing that the other, you know, 15 movies we've watched basically have been like, I, even if it is a basketball movie, I use basketball in order to X, Y, Z. Yeah. Yeah. Um, My last thing about this movie and about every movie that has ever been written. Now I know that this, Wow. There's the scene of him drunk driving with the girl and they crash into a boat. It's it's not like violent or anything, but that happens later. But he, there are a lot of scenes of him driving, sometimes with other people in the car. And this happens in every single movie where the driver looks over at the person in the passenger seat and has a full-on conversation with them and doesn't look at the road for like 15 straight seconds. Mm-hmm. And it gives me so so much anxiety because I know that those <laughs> scenes exist where like, oh, there's going to be a car crash because this person wasn't looking. But turns out, no, it's just an actor on a green screen who doesn't actually have to be driving. So right. they're not actually thinking about having to look at the road. They think they have to be a good scene partner and look at their... <laughs> and this is something that I also, when I'm the passenger in a, in a car with somebody driving... Often the driver will look at me when we're having a conversation. I'm like, I'm sitting two feet away from you. I can hear you. You don't have to look at me. Please look at the road. Please. You do not have to turn and look at me every time you say something to me. I can hear you. Just look at the road. I'm begging you. Have we ever have we ever addressed your anxiety in this podcast before? I don't know if we've gone no. there. This is I I write this down in every movie I've ever seen, if I'm taking notes or whatever. Like this is something I marked down. And this is just the first time that I feel like it's come to the point where I have to say something. So please, real people and actors, look at the mm-mm road when you're driving. <laughs> God. Take a breath, Jack. Take a breath. <sighs> what are you rating this movie? Uh, you know that I look at what we rated other movies while I'm rating another movie, which I don't know if it's 100% fair, but I really kind of have to at this point. And I'm going to give this one a 4.5. Okay. Similarly, I looked at other movies. I gave this a Mm 5.5. So I think that's a 5, right? Did I do my math right? You did. Very nice. (laughs) Okay, good. So that will tie it with with He Got Game. game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And I felt like He Got Game was more weighty. And that's why I gave it a lower score than He Got Game. I didn't love He Got Game, but I felt that that was a more important film than this one was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what I did. Oh, um, no, we haven't picked a movie for next week. I don't know. Oh, God. I don't know. What's another What's another basketball movie? What, what should we watch? Uh, well, another one that uh, our listener, Evan S., um, asked for was Like Mike. So okay. let's let's say we'll, we'll watch Like Mike for... All right. Next time. Like Mike or like Mike 2? Uh, we'll go with the first one. 
Oh, maybe we could do a double feature. We'll see. Um, but yeah, watch watch Like Mike before next okay. week. And we're going right. to get into our last segment of the day, which is our Hornets announcing game. I, I'm sorry. I didn't come up with a fun name for this segment. I did. It's, I, oh, so okay, this good. Guy, yeah, this guy name, guy's name is Eric Collins. Yeah. So I've called this segment Collins the Shots. Get it? Collins, like Collins the, the shots. shots. Right? Okay, good. Right? All right, Aaron, put the, put the transition there because that's much better. <laughs> Um, Collins the shots. Collins the shots. So this we've talked about, I think, a couple of times now. No, just once, just last week. Um, Eric Collins, the Hornets play-by-play guy, is so, so, so much fun. Um, and so exp- what, what are we doing in this game? So you had mentioned, he says, stuff like good golly, Miss Molly, and things like that. And I said, you know what? I wonder if I find some of his comments and some other comments, if you can determine which ones actually were said by Eric Collins. So I'm going to try and trick you. I'm not going to tell you how many we have total. And I'm not going to tell you how many of those total are Eric Collins because you got to fly blind with this one. So I'm going to say them to you. I do have, um, I do have audio um, of some of them. So I will play some of those um, after you guess. Okay. So, so this one is just this, you already know this one. I hope this one is, this one is hum diddly d. Hum diddly d. You know d. that's him. You that's, know that's Eric him. Collins. Yes. Right. So I just wanted to play this just so that we get a sense for, for it. So. All right. So he's very excitable. <laughs> yeah. Very excitable. It's just so funny. Like hum diddly d in a basketball game. That's so yeah. funny. <laughs> now here's another one. I'm. Uh, I'll tell you. So I'll tell you what it says now. So there's a player named Miles Bridges. Mm-hmm. He this plays guy, for the Hornets. This guy's the so announcer that's... for the Hornets. So Miles yeah. Bridges plays. I don't know if Miles Bridges is really good or if Eric Collins just really likes his name. I could have made probably a 20-minute compilation soundbite of that. This one has um, three, uh, three of his calls with, with Miles Bridges. So that. It was a lot. La- these were loud games, so this isn't the best audio file, but we'll try it. Yeah, Miles My- Bridges is a is a crazy dunker, so he's got a lot of crazy dunks. So so that's why I think you get a lot of Miles Bridges calls. But right. the, he's just screaming. I love it. Okay. He's screaming. I don't know yeah. how he how his vocal cords work. I'm a speech therapist. I don't know how that works. All right. So here's your first one. You're ready to guess? I'm ready. Yeah. This one is how do you do? That's Eric Collins. I think yes. I've heard that one. Let's go to the tape. How do you do? That's kind of quiet. That is Eric. Oh. That is Eric Collins. How do you do it? He said it many times. I yes. could have pulled several of them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ready? So you, you got one. Let me let me keep track. Okay, good. You got that one. All right. The next one is Oh, did he really? Oh, did he really? I'm gonna say that's him also. All right, let's hear. That one was hard to hear, but yes, it was. It was okay. Eric Collins. Oh, did cool. he really? Yeah. Ready for the next one? I'm ready. This one is, he's running and he has followers and not just on Twitter. <laughs> um, I'm going to say that's not him. That was a, that was a football announcer for the uh, Seahawks. Football announcer. Seahawks okay. announcer. Yeah. The guy was okay, running cool. with the ball. Yeah. Okay. Ready? You got that one too. Yeah. Wow. Uh oh. You're gonna you're gonna get these. I'm killing right, this. Fly, yeah. Flying through the air with the greatest of ease. I don't think that's him. That sounds like a, a circus comment. A circus. Ready? I'm ready. Yeah. That is him. Yeah, I was going to say that sounds like him. him. Okay, cool. Yep, so you got that one wrong, but that's okay. Thanks. All right, next, some thunder down under. Some thunder down under. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say no. I'm going mm. 
Yeah, I'm gonna say no. I'm guessing it maybe it's a it's about a, a an Australian player or a New Zealand player. Maybe not. That was him. And it was something about something that happened under the basket. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Some thunder down under. All right, under. this next one. Ready? Yeah. P- punch it through, young fella. I feel like I've heard this before. You probably have. I'm going to say it is him. Oh, that wasn't that is him. Del- that is Del Curry. Del Curry. Okay. So also Hornets. heard it. Right. That's probably why okay. you heard it, because okay. it was during one of the broadcasts. Okay. Cool. Uh, he's stronger than 10 rows of onions. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say that's not him. That was him. Oh, man. That stronger him. than 10 rows of onions. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. See, I had I had only known him as like the hum diddly d, how do you do, like these mm-hmm. quick little exclamations, mm-hmm. but the, I I, w- I wasn't factoring in these like clever little phrases too. He had another one that I couldn't find the sound bite of. That was he's tougher than walrus gristle. <laughs> uh, uh, wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So this is our last one. Last one. Okay. Boom! Crackalacka. Two points downtown. Boom, crackalaka, two points, downtown. Mm-hmm. That's all one call? It's all one call. It sounds like uh, the NBA Jam, um, which is like a little arcade video game. <laughs> they say, like, when you dunk in that game, they say, like, boom, shakalaka. Um, I'm going to say it is him. All right, you ready to say? I'm ready. That was Key and Peel. <laughs> and Key, that was Key and Peel doing an NBA announcer riff. Wow. Yeah. That's good. That's a that's a clever one to throw in there, Mom. Right? That's yeah, why I good held job. that one for last. Yeah. Oh, good sorry. Job. You don't know your boy that well. You got the first three right and then the last five wrong. I oh. think you know what this means. You need to watch more Hornets games. Yes, I do. Which I is gonna be now is it's going to be rougher now with LaMelo yeah. Ball out, but I think it's yeah. worth it with Eric Collins on the call. So, mm-hmm. so that um, was Collins the Shots. Collins the Shots. And that's it for episode 14. Send in questions, comments, movie thoughts, and guest suggestions to familycourtvision at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at, at famcourtvision. And don't forget to subscribe or follow on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'll see you next week on Family Court Vision the mother of all basketball podcasts.